members of Congress who are controlled by the intel agencies. I'm not speculating on this. You know, I, I lived there for 35 years. I know this. I had a very high ranking, very high ranking member of the House Intel Committee tell me at dinner at a restaurant in Washington when he'd been drinking, we got to talk about this. And I said, oh, I'll text you. He goes, I, I can't text. And I said, why is that? And he goes, well, because NSA reads my text. And I said, NSA reads your, wait, you're the head guy on the intelligence committee. You're their boss. You're providing oversight in our constitutional system. He's like, yeah, but you know, they're still spying on me. We have a particular obligation to examine the NSA in light of its tremendous potential for abuse. You know, I'm from DC. My dad was in this world. Like, yeah. you don't, you're being manipulated by your intel briefers. Damn man, the truth shall set you free. And I'm as anti-woke as they come. So yeah. I love what Ron DeSantis says on all that stuff and would vote for him in a New York minute. I mean, I, I would, but you know, think about when Trump ran in 15 and 16. I remember I did an interview with Trump and he said to me beforehand, because we had to pre-tape it before it aired on Fox, just his, his schedule. And he said, do me a favor and don't cut any part of it. Don't cut any part out. And I said, well, I can't promise you that because there's a limited amount of airtime. We got 42 minutes of content in a 60 minute show. So I might have to cut a little, but I'll, I'll keep the edits to a minimum. And he just kept saying, don't cut, but I'd really appreciate it if you wouldn't cut anything. And I didn't agree to that. But thank God I didn't agree to that because this is how the entire interview went. It had to be boiled down to like 12 minutes and we sat for maybe 16 minutes. China, 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 the wall, the wall, the wall, China, the wall. He was brilliant at messaging and remains brilliant at messaging. It was a perfect phone call, perfect phone call, perfect phone. Like that's Trump. He knows how to penetrate through all the nonsense, all the buzz that. So there's a place called Trump Burger that just popped up in Texas outside of Houston. Check this out. Come with me for lunch at the legendary Trump Burger. And I walked in and I was immediately taken back. It's really funny. I mean, Trump stuff everywhere. The whole menu is centered around Trump. It's, it's really a fun place, man. And I mean, look at this. You got the Trump name on the bun, branded. This is a giant burger. It's two eight ounce patties and four slices of cheese. Wow. Trump burger, I'm gonna give it big thumbs up. It's in Belleville, Texas. You need to get your ass over here and get you a burger. I got the Trump Tower. It's a double meat. It's really big. Thumbs up. Unless <laughs> it's delicious, actually. I gotta go. I gotta go. I'm going. I'm gonna. We're gonna go there, and we're gonna do a documentary. Watch. Thank <laughs> you.
Sunday morning Slash Sunday afternoon episode, man Let's get it Gotta move my phone Okay, now we're good a little rainy, little wet Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon. I've been on fire, man. I think 10 episodes. <laughs> 10 episodes for the four day weekend. 10 episodes total. <laughs> Y'all already know what it's hitting for, man. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Beats by yours truly, Jersey Judah. Hey, check me out on SoundCloud, man. I've been getting a lot of traffic on SoundCloud as well. doozy for you today, alright, we got a doozy, Before we play another instrumental and before we get originally started here in the introduction and all that, I want to let you know that this will be a pretty important episode. Not that important, but important enough to mention. Um, why Woke Hollywood is failing. Shout out to Nerd Erotic. Nerd Erotic. Nerd Erotic.com and Notorotic on YouTube. But this is a 19-minute video. It's going to go through a lot of things that I may have went over about sort of the Hollywood wokeism. A couple of new things that I didn't know about. So it's going to be a good old time. All right. But before we originally get started, I'm going to have to play uh, some new funk for y'all. All right. I forgot what I called this. I had 
I had created a, a subgenre. I think it was like a electro slap. I think it's electro slap, right? But we're gonna play a little bit more music, and then we are going to officially start the episode. Oh yeah, this is it. This shit right here, man. This is a heavy one. This is a heavy one. This is a disclaimer. The Crimson Capsule Chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development. Do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended. This podcast is from a red pill perspective. We go hard on 304s so you can understand their nature. Again, listen at your own discretion. Thank you and enjoy.
Jersey Judah back. We ending off the reek. Uh, excuse me. <coughs> what the? <coughs> I'm stoned, man. Excuse me. My bad. We ending off the weekend, man, with some rain. We ending off the weekend with some reefer. We ending off the weekend still in style, right? Now, I talked about this. 10 episodes so far from Wednesday night, which I believe is the 13th, to where we are today, which is the 16th. That's three episodes, three days, wait, three, six, nine. That's three episodes, three days, and another episode just because, man. But I'm back with another episode another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Yeah, man. Ten episodes from Wednesday night to now, which is technically Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, four days 10 episodes, man, back to back to back to back to back. I did two episodes. It was so out of control. I did two episodes last night that I uploaded this morning, right? Two episodes that I did last night, uploaded this morning. Um, One episode was an hour and 40-something minutes. The other episode was 50-something minutes only because I got cut out because my phone's a piece of garbage, and my recording app just stops when it wants to. I never used um, podcasters for Spotify to record anything. I never, ever, even when it was Anchor, I never used the app once. I only use it to import audio that I've already recorded off another app. So it's always an issue. But anyway... As promised, well, I didn't promise anything, actually, that I think about it. I just talked about getting into more serious subjects for the weekend. We've gotten the red pill out of the way for Thursday and Friday. We're actually not even technically done with that. We got a video from Odin's men. Now, we heard or we went over two videos from Night Talk, a.k.a. Stevie Knight. He black on YouTube as he goes over the Adam 22 fuckery. The Catch 22 with Adam 22. What the? The rich, successful, millionaire, white man who is in hip-hop culture, who is a top, one of the top figures in hip-hop culture. He white. Cucking out to the max, allowing his girl to get piped, to get the cheeks split open. He allows it. He signs off on it. It's embarrassing. That's all I'm saying. Shit is embarrassing. He's not even pimping. He's not even a pimp. Like he's not. Like what are you doing? But it's 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 Adam Twenty Two. It's no jumper, right? But we got Odin's man talking about that later. So we're not technically over the red pill. We're just breezing through 
puck-worthy stories, things that make you go, hmm, you know what I mean? Just cuckery, foolishness, tomfoolery, niggas is acting shambolic, all right? Highly unorganized. Almost like the podcast, right? We're a little unorganized here. We're a little off the cuffs here. I don't have too much written down or really anything in this case written down. <clears throat> we just want, we got one giant ass fucking video to go over. And the video is called Why Woke Hollywood is Failing. Why Woke Hollywood is Failing. Um, I want to say it's neurotic. It's nerd attic, nerd attic, or it's something else. We'll find out officially, but it's a channel on YouTube that I subscribed to maybe yesterday. And I don't know what made me subscribe to it. I think it was something that it was, it was a title of a video that made me chuckle a bit. And, you know, these guys are able to document and even uh, the quartering guys like the quartering and a few other guys they were able to document what's been going on with this wokeism and, and how it became a thing and some of these people aren't conservative right wingers they're not that they're they're liberals they just don't agree with the wokeism and the woke agenda and I mentioned this last night in the last episode the, the last episode uh, the Democrats and liberals, become the Akabus, the Akabus, which is the snake that eats his own tail. <clears throat> and the guys who are stepping away from this radical left, they're more classical left. The people who are staying, <clears throat> they're the radicals from the very beginning. <clears throat> Certain people just wanted an opportunity to raise hell, right? Some people just wanted the opportunity. They were looking for the excuse. They were looking for the propaganda. They were looking for um, a white cop shooting a black man. They were looking for <clears throat> a white guy killing a supposedly innocent black man. And all of these things that's given out to them by the mainstream media. Some of these people are looking for a reason to act out. To do inexcusable shit. And you got to be willing to point it out. You see, in the same way, in the same energy that they come, it's the same energy that I come with. Except I'm not out here um, trying to confuse people, trying to manipulate people, trying to brainwash people. I'm trying to deprogram you not program you. You let these other people talk for you, they'll reprogram you, right? And have you thinking that anything towards a black or what's going on with this wokeism shit. We talked briefly about this as well from um, Sky News in Australia, a clip from them of how this go woke, go broke narrative goes. And it's from Bud Light, to Target, to Starbucks, to Ben and & Jerry's, and to all these other brands that follow. 
and from Black Lives Matter um, back in 2020, a lot of the companies, a lot of the sports um, associations, the National Basketball Association, the National Hockey League, um, the Major League Baseball, they all participated in it. They're still participating in it to this day. You have the mock, <clears throat> excuse me, you have the mock Catholic ceremony done by the radical homosexuals during the L.A. Dodgers game. You have the rainbow uniforms and the rainbow hats and the rainbow logos that they use now for these sports teams that people just magically sign on to. Forget the fact that you're religious. Your religion doesn't matter to these people. Their agenda matters more than your religion. Them having sex with the same sex is more important than you worshiping your God and leaving everybody else the fuck alone. They just want to invade your privacy. It ain't that big of a deal, right? I'm already ranting, so I might as well get the music set up for another monologue, right? And I'll play the same music from the beginning over again, right? So now you got the invasion of one's faith, one's religion, one's beliefs being taken over by sexual perversion, um, being taken over by the indoctrination of schools, the indoctrination of the children, and in a lot of ways, the indoctrination of the parents. I mean, who really signs off on child mutilation, right? I mean, is it the doctors that just say, hey, this person identifies as a woman, so we're going to chop little Chandler's penis off and create a vagina for him or her down? Like, what, what, what happens? How does, it, how does it come down to that, right? Somebody had to sign off on something. It's the government and these lunatic leftoids that are taking their time and creating this cause and effect. Whatever cause and effect that they can create, whether it's um, anti-bullying. Well, this person was bullied because they identified as a girl. You're talking about a fucking five, six year old, right? Let's, Let's put two and two together. A person that can't read properly and is not mentally developed can decide what gender they are. And these doctors or whoever the fuck they are, they get away with mutilating a child's body, preventing that child in the future from having a family. How about if I if I express it like that, will people understand it then? Because even if a child had the mindset to know, oh, well, I I feel that I'm a woman, you're ruining the chances of whatever you're feeling now to whatever you feel 10, 15 years from now. Now you want to start a family. What are you going to do? You can adopt, sure. But because of the mistakes that you made in the past, to become whatever you think you're going to become. Look, man, um, you got all these forums, you got all these Reddit posts about people who had the operation and they regret it. They wish they were men again. They wish they were women again. 
but nobody wants to point those out. And those numbers are growing. Those numbers are growing, and they're going to continue to grow. It's going to skyrocket. But by that time, it will be too late, right? The mainstream media would always will always have a upper hand, right? So by the time it's already out there, and most of the people regret making their decision, it's already a trend. It's already a topic, right? It's always going to be a subject uh, for the next segment, for the next article, for the next catastrophe, for the next drag queen story time, right? Um, For the next sexual perverse uh, pride march that involves kids marching along with men half naked, lesbians half naked. Uh, whatever the fuck's half naked, drag queens twerking, whatever they can come up with. And if you sit back, all you would have to do is sit back and think about, well, what is what is extreme today? Because everything that I just said isn't considered extreme by the by the woke society. That's considered normal. That's the new normal. You got to accept it or else. If you're a man, if you're a white man and and you're against it, you better keep your mouth shut. You speak out against it, you'll just be a white supremacist. You'll be a white supremacist, sexist, misogynist, homophobic, transphobic, lesbophobic type of individual. You'll be a right winger. You'll be a conservative. Those are the extreme. Not the drag queens that are going into the schools story time for an hour, which started, I believe I made the mistake in saying with my cousin one time, I told him that it started in San Francisco. I was incorrect. Actually started not too far from where I'm at, but it started in Philadelphia. Something to think about. So we are now considered the radicals, not these people. The people who stand up against it and the people who speak out against it without direct judgment, but also no need, um, no need for for words of violence, no encouragement of violence. Just standing on one's beliefs and one's principles and respectfully disagreeing with everything that these people push their entire agenda. The woke Hollywood shit, I mean, that's been bubbling for decades. If you want to be truthful and honest about it, cinema and entertainment was one of the ways to indoctrinate one's mind and one's spirit. If we're going to be real honest with it, the way that Hollywood can incorporate violence and sex and glorify it to the youth, for example... Could be an indication. The black community's effects from New Jack City, from Scarface, Carlito's Way, Goodfellas, even Godfather to an extent. Compare it to the violence that we have in our communities and who we idolize outside of our race have always been the Italians. Our our introduction to the Italians came from Goodfellas and movies. 
because outside of places like New York, where black people would, would tend to be in sort of the same proximity as Italians, you don't black folks worldwide don't deal with Italians on a day to day basis. You try to go get a pizza. Mexicans cooking the pizza. You don't even got Italians making pizza. What the? Honduras niggas. They, they out there making the pizza now. So our introduction to that whole gangster mob thing came from the Italians. So this entertainment has been a part of the indoctrination. It's just this form of indoctrination is not even entertaining. Oh, yeah, the mob movies and, you know, Goodfellas and all that shit. They're good movies. They're great movies. Um, Even the recent sort of recent connected movies like uh, Departed, The Irishman was was okay. It was definitely overrated, but it was okay. At least okay enough to mention Casino, of course. You know, all of these movies are adored by most of the black community. I can say that with confidence, right? They don't know anything else about Italians, but they know about Goodfellas, right? Now, depending on how you look at it, it would be understandable for an Italian to get offended by that because they'll say, well, wait, we're Italians. We got other shit. We got other cinema. Or they get very offended. Hey, we're not just mobsters. We're not just criminals. We're not just gangsters. You know, we're investors. We're all this dumb, stupid shit. You know what I mean? Like, we know. But for our culture, the blacks, we look at the gangsters and shit like they were they, they were the original gangsters. Legit. They were the original thugs and criminals, but they were able to have organized crime, which I think that's something that the blacks were never really uh, privy to the organized aspect, the cause and effect. All it is now is just effects and so-called causes. You know, how, how can a criminal that how or how can a person that. Um, how can a person have a persona of a criminal, a persona of a drug dealer, a persona of, you know, a bad guy within music, but then say, we need to stop the violence in our communities. Right. The wokeism is something that's been in black communities for the longest and they've spread it, you know, they've, they've sprinkled it. A little here, a little there. They want people like, um, they want like the black lesbian voice. So what is the black lesbian voice? I'll let you guess. I bet you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't imagine what organization I'm talking about, right? Black lesbians, Marxism too. Yeah. That's black lives matter at its core. That's black lives matter. Whether people want to acknowledge it, whether they want to admit it or not, y'all niggas got to realize that y'all been tricked. Y'all been fooled by these wicked demons. That's what pretty much took place. But outside of these organizations, when it started hitting Hollywood, for example, you have the actors who are on strike right now. Uh, Most of y'all don't even know this. 
And y'all are the ones that are entertained by these people, not me. Not I, said the cat. Right? But y'all were the ones that were tricked by these people. Um, I mentioned this before, not too long back, with um, the late night talk show host. The writers are on strike for that. So all these shows are canceled, which goes to show you that none of these people have original talent. Look, if I'm responsible for hosting a show, look, look, I don't have writers, right? My writers is reality. Reality is my writer. Whatever goes on and whatever I see necessary to talk about and go over, I go over it. That's my shtick, right? I don't have people writing topics for me or people writing ideas. Now, it would be nice. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) I'm not like... I wouldn't I wouldn't turn that off or down. If someone came up to me and said, hey, man, I have a bunch of ideas. That would be beneficial. You know, if you have me on board with you and we go through certain things, I I would already be like, all right, cool. I'm interested. Generally, when it comes to these type of topics and subjects, I'd work with anybody. Legitimately, but. Because these topics are so sensitive to most people, I know the risk and the BS that will come with it. So I have to be very careful with how I go about things when it comes to looking for new ideas or the idea of having more sort of, um, you know, every time. You know, you know, every time once in a while, I'll do something with my cousin. Every time once in a while, I do something with somebody else. I want to have it sort of in that variety. But I'm working on it. Unfortunately, I'm so used to doing things on my own that this time in order to have more co-hosts, I would actually have to depend on other people to bring something, whatever it is. You know what I mean? But we're going to deal with that when the time comes. It was technically morning when we started, but now it's the afternoon. As you can hear, probably the rain is coming down. But it's all good. We're going to make it do what it do, as always. Uh, We're going to jump into this video because this is a lot to get into. But I wanted to do a monologue about a few things, go over, you know, a couple things and whatnot. But uh, why woke Hollywood is failing? Um, I want to say it's neurotic, but we'll find out eventually. Little introduction, of course. I don't want to skip it. All right, quickly, I wanted to go over this because I saw like the first 30 seconds of this. So what this is supposed to be is sort of a montage because Top Gun, I guess it's Top Gun Mavericks. It it was... And I'm not and I'm not surprised by this. It's a it came out and it was very successful. 
But it was successful to a point where it was a surprise of how successful it was. But it's Tom Cruise. It's Tom Scientology Cruise. Tom Cruise. Top Gun, Tom Cruise. Risky Business, Tom Cruise. Speed, Tom Cruise. Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise. I can keep going. So the shit ended up going above and beyond. And for a small moment in time, it was one of those movies that saved Hollywood. And I think Steven Spielberg had whispered that in Tom Cruise's ear when he won an award for it. Hi, everyone. Well, summer's almost here. And Top Gun Maverick is going <laughs> to kick it off. This nigga. extraordinary cast and crew gave it the role. I got to admit, man, Tom Cruise is a cool-ass nigga, man. There's a couple of white guys that, that I look at and go, like, that's a that's a cool-ass white dude, man. But I call him a nigga, so that's, a, that's how I talk. Like, Tom Cruise, that's a cool-ass nigga, man. Right? I don't know what type of Scientology shit he's involved in. I don't, I don't care about any of that. No disrespect. I just don't know about it, don't care about it, whatever. You know what I mean? Tom Cruise is a cool-ass nigga. You know what I mean? Brad Pitt's another one of those guys. Um, who else would I put in that category? And this is nothing, nothing gay, nothing like that. Uh, it's the way they carry themselves. Um, George Clooney would be another one, a wild card. Some of you youngsters don't know who the fuck George Clooney is. You should look him up. Um, there's not a lot of other people that I can put into that category, man. There's a guy, who's the white dude that did uh, the transporter? That guy? Him as well? A few others. Not a lot. To bring you the most immersive, authentic, and entertaining cinematic experience on the biggest screens exclusively and only in the theaters. So I hope you enjoy. We made it for you. Respect the p- This nigga. <laughs> and tame the p- Tom Cruise smash it just passed another milestone crossing the 600 million dollar mark after just two weeks wow that's incredible this is actually after two years my first day in the theater you want to know why that movie did good and I never saw the movie and I can I can just almost guess why the movie did good it's the it's probably the same shit from the original they changed very little they added a little bit more effects because they wanted the planes and I'm sure they hired so many military. Shout out to the military that were nine times out of ten involved, of course, with the production of the movie and all the stunts and maneuvers and the dogfight scenes. You know, that's dogfight people in the airplanes fighting each other in the sky. There's a lot of people that just don't know these terminologies, but um, I'm sure I'm sure they just stuck with what was already in set with they already have Tom Cruise that's that's all they really needed they could have did a movie like like really there's certain guys certain people that if they're in a movie regardless of regardless of the movie is good in terms of how it's perceived by the audience people are going to see it so even if it sucked They'll still hit box office sales <laughs> because it's Tom Cruise, man. Let's face it. 
experience, and this is wonderful. It's, it's a good lesson for Hollywood. It's like if you give the audience what they want, uh, they will come. Nerderotic.com. A wise Nerd man on Twitter once Nerd erotic. I said neurotic. It's nerderotic.com or nerderotic on YouTube. It's the f- aroundest of times and the find outest of times. And that is certainly the case for woke Hollywood. And there are signs that the entire ecosystem of the entertainment industry is an absolute collapse. I mean, aside from the economic downturn, losing billions on streaming, the looming Writers Guild strike. No, the two things that are going to bother woke Hollywood the most are the death of the movie star and the decline of their top award show, the Oscars. Please watch our movie. Oh! Damn! You remember the Oscars, <laughs> at least the Oscars of old. We used to actually look forward to them. Occasionally, they'd be entertained. Let me give y'all a quick disclaimer. I don't give a fuck about movies nor celebrities. And what I mean, what I mean by this is this. People ask me, you know, who are your favorite directors and why? I mentioned weird. I mentioned like weirdos um david lynch for an example uh twin peaks blue velvet and a couple of other movies he was involved in Eraserhead. just to give you all a few examples his way of directing things is the complete opposite of every other person who directs shit so much so that when david chase did portions and, and parts of um, Tony Soprano's dream in The Sopranos, a lot of people had connected the dots and said this had to be influenced by David Lynch. And it just so happened that David T- Chase was influenced by such guys like David Lynch, right? No other director has a way of viewing things and seeing things in cinema, in my opinion, the way that David Lynch has his way of seeing things. And his shit is very anti-woke. He's very old school conservative to an extent. But it's never illustrated in such an obvious way to turn other people off. We'd root for films. Hell, we'd have Oscar pools at work. It was the gay Super Bowl and it used to have ratings that rivaled the Super Bowl, but not so much anymore. Back in the day, it used to be a celebration of the art of film in Hollywood. And no, they didn't get everything right. Who could forget Annie Hall winning over Star Wars or Chariots of Fire winning over Raiders of the Lost Ark? Dark Knight getting snubbed, just to name a few. And who could forget what I think is the worst decision of them all? E.T. winning over Douglas Trumbull's Blade Runner for special effects. A travesty, but occasionally. Some people have their beliefs when it comes to cinema. And one of my beliefs is... One actor cannot save an entire movie. So when people got mad about Dark Knight, number one, DC movies, movies that involve DC mostly suck. I don't want to hear anything. Uh, Look at all the Superman bombs. Give me a fucking break. DC never was really good. Batman was always entertaining because it's Batman. So people will watch Dark Knight. If you're talking about anything outside of Heath Ledger, the late Heath Ledger, he did. His performance as Joker exceeded Batman and exceeded any other character in the movie, 
which actually makes the movie bad. It doesn't make the movie good. It just makes Heath Ledger a fucking goat. It just makes him a villain, the most talked about person in a movie where the hero is supposed to be the most talked about person. <laughs> so it's not a good, it's like if, if it's Heath Ledger, like supporting actor, like, yeah, he won that. I don't care what any, whether he won it or not. He won it in most people who've seen the movie, right? When it comes to a Joker going forward, people are going to have to measure up to that. Beforehand, it was guys like Jack Nicholson. <laughs> they get things right, like Lord of the Rings Return of the King winning Best Picture, although all three Lord of the Rings films should have won Best Picture. Amen! And yes, occasionally we get something like Marlon Brando giving up his Oscar for The Godfather so a fake Native American can give a speech. Oh, shit. We very regretfully cannot accept this very generous award. And the reasons for this being are the treatment of American Indians today by the film industry. And who could forget oh Sally Field? God, holy shit. <laughs> Hold up, man. Where's the sounds at? Wow. What a down wow. What a Debbie Downer that cunt was. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. What a cunt. I mean, what? I mean, like, it's like saying, like, what if the whole country, at this point, even if the whole country acknowledges that, yeah, the Native Americans were dealt uh, very savage, like, back in the day, right? We all apologize for it. What happens after that? Will people finally move on? And this is coming from a black man, and I feel the same way about slavery. Can we finally move on? Civil rights. Can we finally move on? Looking at racism as an actual top problem and a top priority in this country. Can we finally move on? But it's always these like white gilded liberals and these fucking celebrities are the worst. Beach. I haven't had an orthodox career, and I've wanted more than anything to have your respect. The first time I didn't feel it, but this time I feel it, and I can't deny the fact that you like me right now. You like me. What the f***? I would be remiss not to mention Harvey Weinstein, who many have said correctly that he ruined the Oscars in more ways than one. But please remember that this is the same Hollywood who knew exactly what Harvey Weinstein was doing and were completely fine with it until they weren't. <laughs> Woo! Let's give this guy a round of applause. <laughs> You know, that was something that I always questioned that I wondered why many people didn't bring up. Because think about it. Harvey Weinstein, he was known for doing all these terrible things. And just because one person mysteriously, you know, pointed him out. It became this tidal wave of all these other actors and all these other celebrities that knew allegedly about what was going on the entire time 
But they didn't choose to say anything about it. They didn't want that pressure. FBI, open up! They didn't want that type of pressure. So they kept their mouth shut. And this is the representation of sort of this Kabbalah um, sort of cult-like follow the leader type of mindset that most of these celebrities have, man. They've seen and done horrendous things. This goes beyond the Epstein. This goes beyond all these other rumors. And this goes beyond QAnon. This is things that you and I cannot imagine. The things that they do. The sexual perversion. The child, the, the child involvement of any sort. All of these people. And you can look into the history books when it comes to these actors and celebrities. And I'm not putting them all in one category, but let's face it. Some of the top elite people are the ones that are doing the most savage shit. That's how they keep their position. Some of these people, little little of these people keep their position with actual talent. Thank you, Harvey Weinstein, especially Harvey. Harvey and Bob Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein and God. Harvey Weinstein. You hear them? So no, I don't feel sorry for any of these fucking whores, bro. Respectfully, I don't feel sorry for them. They're essentially praising Satan. They don't even know it. What the? (laughs) These motherfuckers is praising the devil, man. Smiling, giggling, because they're collecting the awards. They done their dirt. They did what they needed to do. They sucked their way up to the top because most of these dizzy bitches aren't talented. I hate to say it. Some of y'all already know this, though. So not too many of y'all are left out of the loop, but y'all know how these bitches get up. You know how they they climb their way up to the top or they're doing anything but climbing. They're mostly on their knees. Congratulations. You five ladies no longer have to pretend to be attracted to Harvey Weinstein. I think I'm taking the hit for an entire group of people who worked with Harvey Weinstein. It really does feel like something seismic is happening in the way to the balance of power. Woo-wee! We firing off, man, on this episode, man. We're firing off. It's only 50 minutes. Holy shit, we're only we're 50 minutes in. We're not even five minutes into the video. So, of course, this will most likely be another hour and 50 minute long episode. But this will be all in good spirit because this is the only video that we'll be going through. So. This this we are not only exposing Hollywood, but we're exposing the nature of women at the same time, because a lot of these women and celebrities knew what Harvey Weinstein was doing because they were doing it for Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> this was how they got their war. That's, th- this is what this video is pretty much illustrating, right? It's these women who now can openly talk about how Harvey is this and that because Harvey is no longer in power now. So now they can so-called expose him and in the process make documentaries and try to make money from it. Why not? But then you got to ask yourself something. 
And this ain't nothing. This is nothing about making Harvey Weinstein innocent. I can give two shits about the guy. But you do got a situation where these women, these women are not just regular women. They are paid to act. Hashtag me too. Hashtag all of the other random women that came out of nowhere in the Bill Cosby case. Hashtag broke bitter bitches trying to capitalize the last minute for a dollar. That's all you pretty much have going forward. And these women now, and the reason why I'm saying this, I'm saying this because the women back then, these same women, they kept their mouth shut. They may have thought about speaking out, but then they realized how many other actresses are involved in the same shit. I'm not saying all these actresses are involved in this. Um, there was a lot of women who were violated on the cast, uh, the casting couch. And that's just absurd. Like real porn. If y'all watch porn, right? I'm a guy, right? You ever watch porn and they do it like how it's like a casting couch. And it's like, they asked a, it's like an interview. It's on, it's on the spot interview, but then they make these bitches take their clothes off and they do this and that to them, but they have it on, they have it on film. That's an actual technique that I believe that these people in power use. Now, you didn't hear it from me. <laughs> you didn't hear it from me. But think about this concept. A woman who's starving to be in the limelight, a woman who's starving for validation and attention and the spotlight and on the films and on screen and everything like that. She goes to a director's house. Now, he's a director. So you would expect, well, he's a director. He may have film equipment. He has you go in the back. And in the back, it's this, it's not a garage, but it's a little lounge area in the garage area. And there's cameras set up. And then there's a couch magically set up there. Oh, just have a seat there. That's a casting couch. Now, the women who are starving and they make sure they get women who are barely legal. They make sure to get the women who are barely legal, 18. Now, some of these people, you you know it and I know it. We got a lot of sick twisted, disgusting people on this earth that need to be dealt with who like the younger demographic and who are way too old for a child whose mind is not even developed. But anyway, they get an 18 year old. She's desperate. You know, they start asking her basic questions like, hey, uh, you know, what's your goals and what are you trying to get to? And, you know, where do you see yourself in five years? And, and it gets the women all comfortable and they think everything's nice. And towards the end, they go, hey, isn't it hot in here? Uh, why don't you take that shirt off? <laughs> oh, shit, man. Uh, why don't you show us your boobs? That's how they talk. How about you show us some boobs? I mean, we, we got a scene for you, but you're going to have to be fully naked. Yeah, why don't you just show us what you got now? I mean, we got everything set up. I mean, we can use this 
for our agents and um, we can show it to them and they'll probably put you in other movies too. But yeah, we need everything off. <laughs> you knew how, uh, you ever, you ever uh, listen to old like Howard Stern and shit where he'll get like old porn stars to come in and like strip naked and um, hop on the Sapien. What is it called? Is it called the Sabian or some shit? It's this little vibrator thing that the women, they, they kind of straddle over. You know, it gets them off. But the way that he, the way that he tell him, he's like, yeah, let's see some boobs. <laughs> Yo, back then, that shit was culturally acceptable. I want people to understand how weak we are today, where a guy like Howard Stern can get a washed up porn star to go on his show, take all of her clothes off and then and then straddle on top of the Sabian. You know what I mean? And he had no cares. He's like, yeah. He's like, he's like, how long you been in the industry for? Oh, about five, ten years. Oh, all right. Let me see some boobs. <laughs> really, real, real scumbag. Real culturally acceptable times, man. Today, anything and everything is censored and canceled. Women are excluded from most of the areas of at the decision-making level. Which opened the door to the Me Too Time's Up era, which punished the guilty <laughs> and the innocent and created a power vacuum. It's, it's thrilling to see what these conversations have become and the policies change so quickly in the wake of these movements. Which brought in the new gatekeepers that not so slowly but surely brought us to the woke Hollywood of today. I think the most important thing is inclusivity and more women. I mean, basically just fucking more. <laughs> Lord help us all, man. We're doomed, man. Our country's finished. <laughs> Yo, our country is through, dude. It's over, man. It's over. It's too late. <laughs> it's too late. These bitches are out of pocket, dude. Yo, out of fucking pocket. And anywhere, anytime, all at once. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Instead of having a bunch of vapid, self-absorbed narcissists wearing $15,000 jewelry and $125,000 dresses, at least knowing how to have fun, now we're stuck with a bunch of vapid, self-absorbed narcissists wearing $15,000 jewelry and $125,000 dresses telling us how to live. God, I missed coked out Hollywood. That's right. You're I don't know who this guy is, but I'm going to have to give him a round of applause. Air horns. Very based. Very based video. It's so based that we're going to go through all of it. Average garden variety celebrity now who most people really can't recognize, but somehow they still get work is more than just that. They are influencers using their platform for change from the comfort of their private jets, limos and $16 million mansions. In 2022, Hollywood lost 40% of their ticket buying audience. They're called the paying customer around these parts. And the ones that were left through a handful of successful films like Spider-Man No Way Home, Top Gun Maverick, Avatar 2, and now Super Mario Brothers has told Hollywood exactly what they want. And through a boatload of 
Flops has told the powers that be in Tinseltown exactly what they don't want. A message that's going to be completely ignored because guess what, folks? Hollywood's got some brand new rules that go into effect this year, and they're completely insane. So please join me, you over 734,000 practitioners of common sense and the 40% who haven't subscribed yet. Let's hear why woke Hollywood is failing in their own words. From Deadline, don't doubt it, the Film Academy and its inclusion allies mean to change the business. Eighty-six <laughs> Oscars. You heard how he said that, right? Yeah, this guy's a piece of shit, man. Uh, man, these are the type of people that I like, man. <laughs> the way he said allies, very sassy. I'm going to bring that back. <coughs> this is a slick bastard right here, man. I like it. This is a slick bastard. The way he said that. Pay attention to how he said allies. Allies. <laughs> yet. Let's hear why woke Hollywood is failing allies. in their own words. From Deadline, don't doubt it. The Film Academy and its inclusion allies mean to change... <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, boy, that's good. Oh, that's great. That's fucking great, man. Allies. <laughs> Yo, shot the fuck out, bro. The business. The 96 Oscar cycle is upon us, and with it, something new. The mandatory representation and inclusion standards that require filmmakers and or their storylines and or their distributors to meet oh, elaborate God. racial, Holy. sexual, and Holy disability shit. guidelines. Oh, Don't no. kid yourself with that everybody qualifies anyway notion that's been floating around since the standards were announced a couple of years ago. The rules are intended to change the film business. For the greater good. If you don't think so, take a few minutes, it's gonna take a lot longer than that, to browse the long list of compliance resources that are now posted on the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences website. To be fair, most of the corporations on planet Earth and, well, all the schools here in America have implemented a lot of these rules and you might find some of them familiar. One corporation outside of Hollywood, Anheuser-Busch, has implemented some of these rules recently. And one company inside of Hollywood, Disney, has done it as well, and it's not working out well for either. But don't worry, that's not going to stop the Oscars. They're saying, hold my Bud Light. <laughs> that's good. Oh, God. Man, this guy's fucking... This guy's genius. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I haven't laughed. I haven't really laughed off of somebody's shit, like, especially someone that I that I just started listening to. I mean, this shit is funny. I mean, this is really funny. <laughs> uh, at present, the Academy's list of standards resources includes 20 entities with the promise of more to come. Some are nonprofits. Keep that in mind. Others are commercial firms. The list says the website has been curated and reviewed by the Academy and each resource provides robust, relevant and actionable tools to support a filmmaker, production studio or distributor in meeting these standards and facilitating progress. Believe me, folks, that is only the beginning of the corporate activist gobbledygook we're going to get in this article. And an impressive list it is offering an approach to hiring and development that that would be unfamiliar to a producer of the 1990s when films were 
good and built around flashes of inspiration, seat-of-the-pants decisions, trips to the favor bank, backdoor deals, and sometimes artfully loaded test audiences. I have very little <laughs> doubt all of that is still going on, especially backdoor deals, am I right? Meet the new gatekeepers, same as the old gatekeepers. By the academy... Huh. It's that word again. Gatekeepers. I wonder who brought up that word recently. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's the rapper Ice Cube. He's the one that brought up the term gatekeepers. He was talking about gatekeepers and the industry. Is this the same industry that Ice Cube was talking about when he mentioned gatekeepers? lights, a script hunt now starts not with a power agent lunch, but rather with a visit to The Blacklist, a globally unique database that efficiently identifies and celebrates great writing for everyone who needs it most. Again, with the writer's strike looming, that Blacklist might just have various writing AIs on it, and that would, quite frankly, improve things. Or, more to the point, to the parallel British Blacklist for information about the existing work of UK-based black storytellers. So their blacklist is literally a blacklist. I have a question <laughs> in this blacklist that's made in the name of inclusivity that basically excludes everyone else except for one racial demographic. Does it include all of that racial demographic or just the politically approved? My guess is the latter. Let's continue. With your standards <laughs> compliance screenplay in hand, the Academy list helpfully oh, explains God. which standard or standards each business or organization will help you to meet. You can start assembling your inclusion-friendly film. With apologies, dear. So, with all the inclusion, right? <clears throat> outside of the workplace, outside of society as a whole, it now bleeds into entertainment. So, they've been secretly trying to indoctrinate everybody step by step in every which way, shape, form, or fashion. So, it's no longer a conspiracy now for a group of people to march in a pride parade saying we're coming for your children chanting we're here we're queer we're coming for your children that would no longer be a conspiracy theory if someone else were to say this is what these people are doing right kind of ends the argument it kind of defeats their argument you are hanging there because it gets so much worse. If you need interns, the Academy itself can supply them through its diversity-oriented Academy Gold Program. Oh, and that will go a long way toward getting you past Standard C, which requires you to provide skill development for underrepresented groups. Remember that one. That, or you can try the Group Effort Initiative, which notes the Academy site can help you meet the same standard with people of color, LGBTQ+, people with disabilities, <laughs> former foster and homeless youth and people who are <laughs> yo that's bad man and y'all niggas know it's bad it's raining right now it's coming now but it ain't like pouring heavy so I'm not the raindrops aren't heavy like it was before so this is actually this is actually uh cool I'm looking at the levels right now. My volume isn't fucking up because of the rain right now at the moment. But 
I mean, look at this shit going on, man. Now you got black folks. Black folks now want to be included in the same categories that this man just said. So now you're incorporated with the gays, the trans, the homeless, all this other. You're a victim now. Congratulations. What you wanted done, mission accomplished. Now you're one of them. But I'm not one of them. I think for myself. I don't need another black person thinking for me. I think for myself. That's the difference between me and these other so-called Negroes. They're, they're trying to find their identity in somebody else. And they're looking for these type of people to give them handouts. But in return, you're going to have to be included with everybody else. So now they try to include you into the LGBTQ, HDTV, XYZ category. And previously incarcerated? Wait a minute. For those of you who are unaware, many years ago, <laughs> oh, no. I was previously incarcerated. Does that make me part of a marginalized group? Oh, man. As for the rest of the staff, no problem. You can meet standards B and D, which require a diverse creative and marketing slash distribution team by visiting the Array Crew database created by filmmaker and Academy board member Ava DuVernay. The very same Ava DuVernay who directed the box office disaster A Wrinkle in Time and then Warner Brothers gave her Jack Kirby's The New Gods, which was canceled. And she also... I don't know none of these films, so I, that's how I know she's a fucking failure. She's a flunky. This director Ava DuVernay warns white men seeking Hollywood jobs. Bias goes both ways. Array is led by an all women executive team. What is a woman? Says the Oscars website. You know, nothing says inclusivity like excluding people. Array crew, which is free, is not the only listed hiring source. Staff me up, which charges $149.99 a year for a premium membership, about the same as IMDb Pro, which is a total ripoff, by the way, is said to list 120,000 crew workers who have self-identified as underrepresented, presumably easing the burden on a producer who is wrestling with the Academy's raise platform. There's that word platform. A complex identity data entry portal through which all Oscar films must now pass. Another source of staff might be free the work. A all this shit I have no clue about, but uh, we'll get through it. 5013C organization that I know says that. the list allows your production team to self-identify beyond a D. So the 501C3, the same program that is used for a lot of these churches, <clears throat> just pay it. Listen, <laughs> just pay attention, right? You may learn something. 501C3, the same, the same program or whatever the fuck that's being used for these churches are being used for directors when it comes to films. Something is going on. Humanizing and limiting set of options, helping them feel as their whole selves. I have a question. Isn't it dehumanizing calling people underrepresented or worse, marginalized? If you keep telling a large group of people they are underrepresented or worse, marginalized over and over again, they might actually start feeling that way, but maybe. Hey, um. Uh the blacks are what he's describing. He may not realize it, or maybe he does realize it, but that's pretty much the situation. Victimhood. <clears throat> if you have a group of people that demographically aren't making as much as everybody else, and some of those people that are making enough money are telling them that 
you are being marginalized and these people are going against you and you need to stand up for yourself. You need to do this and do that. And you listen to the same horseshit, a.k.a. the Democratic Party. That's what they tell the blacks every time it's time for them to go into the polls. <clears throat> Respectfully, that's what they're that's their narrative. Right. Give them a bunch of lies. Give them a bunch of false promises, things that they know they can't keep up with. But as long as they get their vote for a particular person, they'll go to that level to do it. They'll pander. They'll say, oh, well, we know, you know, you guys have been treated this way for this many years, as if these people are still in chains, as if we're still being auctioned. You know what I mean? We auction ourselves. We sell out ourselves. We sell out our communities. These white folks don't put a gun to our uh, to our heads and tell us to destroy our communities. We do it ourselves willingly and people don't have the responsibility or or, are are accountable for what they do. So they got to blame the white man. And it's the same thing as the women who play victim. They got to be oppressed in a country that uh, in a country where they're anything but oppressed. They can go out there and freely do what they want to do in this country with little to no consequences compared to other places in the world. But if you let them speak for you, they'll tell you that, you know, they're being held back and they're not making as much, but they're not working as much either. That's the whole point. Something to think about. Whatever that means, it can help with standard A, which demands diversity in your storyline and or on screen talent. And what are these standards, you may ask, dear viewer? Well, you may regret that because they are D-I-E, diversity, inclusion, and equity. Or a better <laughs> term would be CRT because Hollywood's gone full critical race theory. Standard A Shit. on screen, the film must meet one of the following. At least one of the lead or significant supporting actors is from an underrepresented racial or ethnic group. So this is the end of Hollywood. So this is all this is. I want y'all to understand that the Hollywood and for people who are interested in movies and cinema, I'm not so much at all. Actually, I watch a lot of old films, a lot of old TV shows. I mentioned the Twilight Zone a lot for for a good reason. And a few other a few other things from the past. I don't watch really anything from today. Um, the last thing that I really invested in watching was a lot of the uh, Marvel um, a lot of the Marvel TV uh, Netflix series, uh, Luke Cage, which was kind of woke. It, it actually became very woke. <clears throat> but oddly enough, it had enough action to where I was still able to watch it and enjoy it. They had the hoodie, the whole hoodie idea, the Trayvon Martin sort of um, subliminal Trayvon Martin type of narrative that was mentioned in the show which was passable. I was able to still watch it and enjoy it. Um, the Punisher season one, I wasn't a fan of season two, but Iron Fist, like I said, a lot of those shows were shows that recently came out that I was able to sit back and watch. Um, the Defenders, which was kind of good, kind of bad, wishy-washy, depending on how you look at it. And if you watch Jessica Jones and the series of that, with that chick, forgot her name, but I'd smash. She's one of those like white sort of like alternative slash uh, pseudo goth bitches. 
But other than that, I don't really watch things that recently come out. I kind of know what everything is kind of going to be. When you tell me that Buzz Lightyear is this uh, black person or there's blacks and that's doing this shit and all this, it's just like I'm done. I don't want nothing to do with it. And now I know it's it's like a protocol that these people have now. Woke woke has been in Hollywood, but it has officially been um, it's been established, right? It's officially been established that these people have came in. They want a black. They want a random black in every film, and that's supposed to solve <clears throat> this issue. And it's only going to create more. These black folks, they're tired of saying this shit. I'm telling y'all. The Little Mermaid, like, come on, man. Enough's enough. At least 30% of all actors in secondary and more minor roles are from an underrepresented group. The main storyline, theme, or narrative of the film is centered on an underrepresented group. Standard B, the team. The film must meet one of the following. At least two of the creative leadership positions and department heads, such as the director, cinematographer, or costume designer, are from underrepresented groups. Oh, God, and at least no. one of those must belong to an underrepresented racial or ethnic group. Of course. At least six other crew and technical positions. Yes. Yes, hire them. That's what that's probably all how all of them sound. They're, they're like they're like all in a round table and shit. And it's like it's really some like Dr. Evil Austin Powers setting. It's like, yeah, these are supposed to be the bad guys, but look at them. They're all weak, they're all sensitive, and they want everybody else to be weak and sensitive. Oh, that guy, he's too manly. We need to grab another one. They grab a little a little flimsy tambourine playing boy. They bring him in. Oh, we can use him. Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> this is a bunch of perverts, dude. It's disgusting. Masculinity? Oh, we don't want that. Grab Peter there. They, they grab Peter. He's skinny, flimsy, waving his arms all around. He don't have any proper posture whatsoever. He's just like a, just a twig. You know what I'm saying? Just moving around like a twig, a twig with legs. Oh, we could use him. They know he's flexible. They do what they want to him. You know what I mean? And he's gonna love it. Disgusting. As the first AD or script supervisor are from an underrepresented racial or ethnic group. At least 30% oh of the film's God. crew is from an underrepresented group. Standard oh. C, access. The film must meet both criteria. The distribution or financing company has paid apprenticeships or internships for underrepresented groups. The production, distribution, and or financing company offers below the line skill development to the underrepresented. Standard D, audience development. The film must have multiple in-house senior executives from underrepresented groups on the marketing, publicity, and or distribution teams. Give me some of the pain and let me die. Confused? I know I am, and I know woke Hollywood will be, and that is a good thing, but again, it gets worse because all of these organizations and those nonprofits that I'm sure aren't affiliated to any, say, political and activist organizations are here to help. <laughs> Need music? 
turned to the Composers Diversity Collective of Donate, I don't even know what that is, women in music, lawyers, and publicists, those might come from diverse representation, good for standards C and D. For animation, women in animation. For advice about Asians, try Cape USA. For Native Americans, Illuminative. For Middle Eastern and North African people, Mena Arts. For Latinos, the National Association of Latino Independent Producers. Oh my God, you didn't say Latinx, bigot. I've said it before and I'll say it again. The only underrepresented group in Hollywood right now is POTs, People of Talent. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Wait, there's more. Levant Consulting says the list specializes in those with disabilities. Goldhouse reshapes public opinion in favor of Asians and Pacific Islanders. Good for standards A and C. Color of Change Hollywood can keep you up to date on the latest activist trends. Women in Film is here to help with all four standards. <laughs> this thing just keeps going. And Groovy whose own website sports an Oscar logo, a gold check mark, and a prominent reference to standard A, B, C, and D can, according to the Academy, streamline the collection of reporting of DEIA analytics to easily apply for RAISE. By the way, RAISE stands for Representation and Inclusion Standards. Happily, <laughs> someone is here to help because RAISE is complicated. That identity data portal has been live since 2021, but Oscar films will actually be required to meet its standards for the first time this year. To date, the portal has been accessible only to those who register a film, but Academy members, we here, will be offered a walkthrough in early May. It's about time. You might want to take a look because the platform and its myriad industry support groups are designed to change the way you do business in Hollywood, and I'm sure it will turn out just about as well as the now abandoned total disaster that Time's Up was. But it certainly creates multiple paths for a lot more activism because woke Hollywood isn't going down without a fight, despite everything saying that the paying customer, you know, the people they rely on, are completely sick of this crap. In principle, I'm not against private companies pooling their resources to cultivate more talent. No, actually, I think that's a very good thing. But that's not what this is. It's, again, pure activism brought to us by activists who see everything through an activist lens. Don't believe me? Here's Viola Davis on The Woman King. The reason why it's hard is because all of the characters are black females. Oh, <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> I don't want to deal with, you know. The <laughs> oh, no, not CJ. Oh, this is great, man. This shit is brilliant. Controversy of directing a predominantly black film, so uh -uh, they're not going to touch it. But we won't say we won't touch it yet. We'll say we're going to touch it because we don't want to be mean. It doesn't matter if it's reaching 98% of black females. So how do you reach white males? And how do you make people feel like, if I can't reach the white male audience, it doesn't mean that the movie can't have some commercial value. That was a big... <clears throat> Alright, so let's go over some facts, right? And we're just going to use percentages. We're just going to use common sense. Even a black person, and this may sound this may sound crazy to other black people, right? Even a black person can make something and get predominant support from the white audience. As a black person, you can do something 
that is actually more listened to by a particular white audience of some demographic, whether geographically speaking, age group, whatever, than blacks. Blacks are what? 13%, 14% country's population? What are white males or whites in general? Come on, man. It's common sense. This whole process, I feel, is best described by former executive Paul Chato. Cultural revolutionists want equity, which is usurping without contribution. And hey, folks, the Oscars are bouncing back. Their last show was only the third lowest rated in its history. And despite (laughs) the recent successes and snubs by the Academy of Spider-Man No Way Home, which saved Hollywood's ass, Top Gun Maverick, which saved Hollywood's ass, Avatar 2, and the most recent film, Super Mario Brothers, even a hit like John Wick 4. But don't worry, Woke Hollywood is going to put its nose to the grindstone and de-incentivize things like meritocracy and art, which won't raise any... I had no idea Avatar 2 came back or Avatar came out with another movie. That's how out of film that I am. I don't really get involved with too many films today. I remember watching uh, I remember watching The Warriors like a month or so ago and almost being just blown away. Not from the fact because like I watched it when I was young when I was a kid, pretty much. And this movie came out way before I was even born. And I remember just being blown away from it, from how the cinema was and just this idea of just people roaming the streets and groups and fighting and doing all this shit. And I watched it a month ago and I, and I still had the same feeling. It, it was as if the movie just came out again and how they didn't need much to have a solid story and have solid I mean like you know the fighting was fighting at that time I mean it could have been better but come on who are you going to have Bruce Lee he did but I mean the concept of it made sense and you can just compare it to any film of today that just has too much CGI too much of a bullshit narrative about wokeism and what's right and what's wrong in society and a fucking movie or some political agenda pushed in a movie or whatever the fuck they can come up with. But thanks to that article, which thankfully I didn't have to elaborate on whether it meant to or not, we know exactly why woke Hollywood is failing. If you like what you heard, please like, share, and subscribe. If you didn't like what you heard, thanks for listening this long. I will see you in the next video. And the last September came an event that would change us. Back to friends said to me, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? Is it important? Is it even important what I do? And what of a night like tonight? Should we celebrate the joy and magic the movies bring? Well, dare I say it, more than ever. Nerdorotic.com, please subscribe. <laughs> Nerdorotic. Nerdorotic on YouTube. I just subscribed to them yesterday. I mean, I can probably find a couple more videos. Very entertaining shit, man.
for somebody like me who's not really a fan of films but understand what's going on in the industry, I can appreciate people who can just come out and just say what needs to be said about the situation, not be too biased about it, but kind of just be, you know, good video. At this point, it's the death of Hollywood. When there's a when there's supposed to be a manuscript or not even a manuscript, a, a protocol, a written protocol that you should have a black as if blacks are just that bad off in society where we just need a black everywhere. We'll just hire a black. We won't train him. I mean, we'll, we won't give him anything, but we'll just we'll just hire him. He'll just be a face. What do you guys say? This is all like corporate. Uh, this is how companies are doing what they're doing. This is the crash of a, a lot of the markets. A lot of these places like Target, a lot of these places like Bud Light, which would thrive, lose. Uh, I think Bud Light lose twenty seven billion. I think Target lost something like nine billion. Um, yeah, this is this isn't good for them. But at the same time, it's based off of their decisions. And whatever, whatever input that they believe that is necessary for their brand at that moment, they're the ones that greenlit all of the bullshit that came their way. Nobody put a gun to their head and say, hire Dylan Mulvaney. Nobody put a gun to Target's head and told them to put in um, tuck hair shirts, tuck shirts for kids. Right. It's it's we're at a we're at a point now where it's either you're against it. Or you're with it. And if you're against it, you better speak out against it. Don't sit back and let these people do whatever they want to your children or do whatever they want to another uh, person's children because it's going to affect your children as well, eventually. This is why they start so young. This is why these people want to see such um, perversion. They start with the children. They start at a point where they're not mentally developed. There's people that I know that's in their their 40s, 50s, and 60s. They're not even mentally developed. But we're talking about actual children. If you teach them all the, the perverted shit now, by the time they reach their teens, they'll be absolutely confused, lost, and right into the hands of these wicked, perverted people. And they're using entertainment. They're using this woke agenda. They're using these celebrities and they're using these actors as a way to do it. And there's very little actors who I know of who publicly speak out against it. So that almost tells you that a lot of these people are just bought and paid for. So I'll let you, I'll let you settle with that as well but excellent video man definitely worth going through all of it we're only an hour and 30 minutes in but i'm not gonna waste too much more time i still got some small shit i gotta do in which i have to figure out um what i'll talk about tonight i'm not trying to do anything too late because like i said man it's been a great weekend. It's been a nice weekend, but I got to prepare myself for not a full week, but a full a four day week 
of work. Not too excited about that, but, you know, at least I got some weed. I still got four, uh, I still got four of those THC pills left. I didn't even touch them. I purposely saved those for the week to come, so that'll be something. Um... I actually did have something uh, set up for later on. Let me see if I still have the video on my playlist. Let me get rid of this video that we just did. All right. That's gone. What else do we have here, man? Oh, yeah. We had the, uh, the shit for Odin's men. We may go through that a little bit later. Since we already went through two videos of Night Talk's uh, perspective of the situation, now we're going to go through Odin's men's, Odin's men, his perspective. And he has a different interview that um, Adam22 did where he talks about his relationship and how things go in detail. And keep in mind, I'm not exposing shit. He's the one that had the interview. He agreed to do it. I'm just commentating and I'm just going over it. Um, and we're going to go over something else, too, because that's only uh, 11 minutes. But as I always say, since it's one o'clock, we started at what? 1130. We started technically late morning, early noon. Now it is, in fact, the afternoon. A little rainy. But not too bad, not too shabby, 75 degrees Fahrenheit. I mean, for the past, what, three or four days, it's been about in, in its 80s or in uh, mid-90s, actually. So it's good to have a little rain to cool things down. But I'm going to take a little time to myself, maybe about four or five hours. I'm not doing three episodes today. I will do two episodes, but I will be able to upload them in time. So by the time I have this uploaded, it will most likely be 1.30. But in the meantime, and in between time, and until next time, Jersey Judah with another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Signing out. Peace.